This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 9, Episode 23. Welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network of shows, brought to you by Heckler & Coke. Today's episode is a special one, actually recorded on site while in the HK booth at SHOT Show 2024. This is an interview that I conducted together with two lovely ladies and friends of mine, the CEO of Active Self-Protection, Stephanie Widener, and also the founder of Carrie Concealed. Uh, by the way, if you don't know Carrie, her name is spelled K-A-E-R-Y, and her company name is cleverly uh, 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 called Carrie, as in her first name, along with Concealed, CarrieConcealed.com. She's also the program co-director of the Active Self-Protection Instructor Certification Program. And uh, so I had the opportunity to have the two of them on the show and discuss uh, some some fun and interesting things, uh, as well as highlight some of the things they're working on. And quite enjoyed it. Uh, we're thankful to HK for inviting us into their booth at a busy show and to do this interview together with them. I won't keep you any longer with this intro here, but uh, as would be suspected, the sponsors of this episode are HK, also known as Heckler & Coke. Uh, you can check out their uh, U.S.-based website, hk-usa.com, and also Active Self-Protection, our friends over there, and of course, Stephanie and Carrie representing them, activeselfprotection.com to learn more. I would encourage you to check out uh, their YouTube channel. Of course, that's where most people are familiar with everything that they do, but there's actually quite a bit more that they do. And uh, so please give them your support and appreciate your support of our sponsors that make what we do possible. And so without further ado, let's turn it over to this pre-recorded interview from SHOT Show. Hey everybody, welcome to SHOT Show 2024. I'm Riley Bowman with the Concealed Carry Podcast. We're in the HK booth here on the show floor with two lovely ladies, <laughs> Stephanie Widener and Carrie Dudenhofer, who are my guests on the podcast today. And I'm thrilled to see you. Like, I'm, I'm glad we could make this happen. It's actually the last day of the show. I've been trying to catch up with all my friends, including you guys, all week long. And so here we are. How's the show going? Oh, it's so much fun. I am also just excited to be here. It has been several years since I've been able to get to some of the trade shows. Just I've been set up to go and then different family commitments and business commitments have come yep. up. And so I have missed. And uh, the social aspect and seeing your friends and relationships is so important. And we got to bring Carrie along with us. And this is her first show. So uh, yeah. I'm excited was, to hear I what I was thrilled thinks. when I saw... I think it was a, a picture posted on Sunday or something from uh, maybe it was John, and I saw you in the very back of the of the minivan, and I I just I was like, yay! <laughs> so much so fun. So, what do you think for your first uh, shot show, Carrie? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, mind, I mean, mind blowing. Of course, just the scale of it, but also the um, just the normalcy of it as well. Being able to, everyone is so kind and so relational. Um, some of my favorite members of SHOT Show actually come from this booth here. Getting yeah. to see you join uh, the HK team yeah. is uh, is awesome to see. And uh, then I got to share some cheesecake with Mr. Bill Dermody. <laughs> and that was really cool and that too. That is really cool and special because ain't nobody getting Carrie's uh, cheesecake. <laughs> True that. <So. laughs> and he loves cheesecake yeah. too. So 
Did you know I love cheesecake? No. Doesn't doesn't matter. I, but I love food. And, but cheesecake's pretty dang amazing. I don't. I know I don't love it as much. as You love it. But uh, well, I just might have to share sometime. I, I know in the day, in the day that happens that uh, I will have truly made it. You will have made it in this world when Carrie shares a chi- slice of cheesecake, or even a bite for that matter. True. So um, actually, you know, in case. I have some podcast listeners listening that don't know exactly who you two <laughs> lovely ladies are. How about some brief introductions? Sure. I am the CEO of Active Self Protection, which is a defensive training company probably best known for our video breakdowns of defensive encounters for lessons learned. We've put one at least one a day out every day for about the last 10 years. So my voice yeah. is really going at the end of the show here. Yeah. Uh, so what went right? What went wrong? And what can we learn uh, so that we can best invest our training resources, our time, our dollars, our energy for the most effective outcomes? So that's what we do. Um, we get to travel around to cool things like this. Uh, when you are trying to give people advice, for lack of a better word, or, or consult on how they should handle their defensive encounters, to me, that's a huge responsibility to get it right. Yeah. Um, we've had multiple people just at this show come up and share their defensive encounters based on information that they got uh, through our resources. And um, it, it never fails to remind me how awesome a responsibility that yeah. is to all of us as instructors and people sharing information to get it right and right. to be kind of that that forever student, always learning, always growing, and what is the best answer. So, so that's a little bit about, uh, I guess, about me. That's fantastic. Carrie? Yes. So I get also to help out with active self-protection. I help out in the, uh, I co-direct the, with uh, Mr. Chris Bean and I work together to direct yeah. the um, instructor training certification for active self-protection. And the training is really where my heart is. I uh, am desperate to do whatever we can to make training more accessible to people mm-hmm. and to make it something that they want to do, not feel like they have to do, but something that they really enjoy doing and want to continue doing and understand the importance of and, and value their time. I, uh, you know, I can never give my students their time back. I can give them their money back if they aren't happy with the class, but I can't give them their time back. And so that feels like an awesome responsibility to me. So I like to make sure that we do a good job and ASP does an amazing job. I got to be present, as Ms. Steph said, hearing people come up to, um, to us at the show and talk to Mr. John specifically. Um, we had one gentleman who had just recently been in a defensive use of force encounter and the day of the show, he got a call saying that he wasn't going to be prosecuted and the relief that was just flooding yeah. over this man. Um, so it's a, it's a big responsibility, but it's a huge blessing to be able to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I I've had, I've had some similar experiences over the years, you yeah. know, uh, been doing the podcast for a long time. And actually just this morning had a guy from a police department in, uh, oh shoot, I forgot where it was now. I think California. And no, oh, it's actually Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. And he comes up and he's like, Hey, I've been listening a long time. And my favorite episodes you guys do are the ones where you just simply talk about recent, uh, defensive gun use, you know, stories. Uh, and, and we've been doing that since actually before I even really knew John and your mm-hmm. guys' team. Uh, been doing the podcast for eight years now. Wow. Yeah, if you can believe that. Like eight years, this, this, wow. I think, well, I think we've recorded our first episodes about the same time as Shot Show mm-hmm. in 2016. So wow. we've been doing Congratulations. those. Congratulations. I know, right? Yeah. And, and he's just like, my favorite episodes are, are those defensive gun use stories, yeah. which we call, we refer to in our, on our team as Justified Saves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, so, uh, he's like, keep doing. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I refer to them all the time. I refer people to them all the time. I use them as examples and classes that I teach. Yeah. 
And I know that people do that as well with yeah. everything uh, and all the work you guys do on your channels. And so it's it's fantastic and it's it's uh, heartwarming when you hear the impact it's making in people's lives. Well, so. and what people can learn from that too, from yeah. from listening to and you know on the channel, you know, you get a mental rep in if something's happening and you you get to hear what they learned and what they could have done differently. Um, it's just it's tremendous to be able to see that without the higher level of stress and emotion yes. you know kind of clouding your ability to learn and take it in and and analyze and we say it all the time uh, you know virtual training is training yes. you think about how pilots are trained they're trained uh, completely virtually yeah. uh, until they're actually flying people around in the planes anymore yeah. and uh it, it's pretty amazing to me. So I, I love that we have all these resources out here now that we are able to communicate so easily and learn from people that were in the encounters themselves, uh, learn from what we can see as kind of objective third parties. Yep. And uh, yeah. I, I just think that has contributed to kind of this golden age of training and learning and growing and yeah. seeing so many changes and developments. Oh, what if we try it this way? What if we think about that? And I just love it. It's, it's a really exciting time, I think, to be involved. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Golden age for a lot of things. Yeah. Training, the equipment? technology we're seeing. Yeah, equipment. Oh. Uh, I mean, there's some crazy stuff I've seen already this week in the show. Yes. yes. Uh, what would be some things that you've seen this this week that you're just like, you're really uh, excited about or you think is really cool or it just floats your boat somehow? <laughs> so I loved, there's lots of different virtual systems, which probably fits into the same kind of thing that I like, but like the Ace VR was one of oh, them man. where you use like your, your MetaQuest or the Oculus was what they used to be called. Yeah. And they and they have a, a very realistic gun with different optics and things. What I love about it is, is really twofold. It's really realistic. And so you're getting... It, actual practice. I just got to play around with it a little bit, anxious to get it home and mess around with it. But my first impressions are, it's a really helpful tool. But even more than that, it becomes A, more accessible for everyone. There's a, yes. there's a Other than the cost, there is a low bar to just grab something and get into training as someone that was trying to figure out how to dry fire with a lot yeah. of little kids underfoot and a lot of things grabbing my attention. It was very difficult. I needed to remove as many bars as possible to be present. This, I feel like you can grab some things and it's really easy and of course I love yeah. the gamified aspect of it I think that's the biggest hurdle to get people actually dry firing and practicing is a they don't know what to do sometimes that's where I felt I was yeah. when I first started I don't know what dry firing means I don't know what I'm right. supposed yeah. to be doing right. and b it's boring and awful it's it, it doesn't have to be but when you don't know what you're doing it, it can really feel yeah. like oh this drudgery and this just it really gamifies it you get that time you hear the timer and your heart's going yeah. and you're you can feel your respiration increase and I thought it was just a heck of a good time. I think you could see how it would be super easy to get hundreds and thousands of reps in without even really oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> recognizing <laughs> that you were working. You know, Tim Heron got that system yes. like uh, not, uh, not even a month ago. Yeah. Okay. And Do you see how many sends, trigger presses that guy's had on there? <laughs> yeah. He sends me, he sends me a, a screenshot <laughs> of his stats after not even like, I, th I think it was like 24 hours, maybe 36 hours mm -hmm. total and I, he's like, dude, uh, I just got this yesterday, yeah. and it's like twenty-one or twenty-two thousand yes. shots he's fired, yeah. and I was like, I can't even comprehend that. Yeah. Like, have you done anything other than have that? You slept? He's like, not really. Have you slept? Like, are you, you taking slept? care of yourself? Are you eating? You know. <laughs> But, but, it, it's but it's fun. Lot of fun. Yeah. And that can drive that. And I feel like, again, just back to being that busy mom, any yeah. type of training, any type of learning was really hard for me. So at that time in my life, I needed really low bars. Yeah. That's how I found active, found, not founded, I founded 
found it myself as a mom looking for resources and training. I couldn't get to classes with five little kids. I didn't have the time. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the energy. So I started just, what can I do? What can I learn? So the idea of making things more accessible is, is really yeah. important to me. And that had me fired up. They're, they're fun. Besides yes. being fun, really valuable. I'm yes. glad you mentioned that because I, I checked it out a day or two ago as yeah. well and, and was, was quite impressed. I think it's I think it's I fun. think it's uh, a, a significant uh, player in our future mm-hmm. in, in this industry for, for particular training. And, and the one thing that really stood out to me talking to them was that, and I was I was really impressed that it's even on their roadmap. Is they're like, well, this opens the door for virtual coaching mm-hmm. in that environment. And I was like, yes, yeah. We, <laughs> we were talking about the ideas of taking a uh, a scenario like off the channel, a real scenario that had happened, yeah. setting it up in the virtual reality so you could run it, yeah. and then okay, here's some ideas about. And this was actually Carrie's idea, so I'm sorry. I probably should <laughs> let you explain no. it. But Carrie's idea of okay, so what does we always say get training, but what does that mean? Well, in this instance, it means maybe you need to work on some transitions. Maybe the draw to first effective shot is really important. So mm-hmm. here's some ways you can work on it, and we have set them up for you here in virtual yeah. reality to train for this specific incident, which will obviously carry over. And it's just, again, this super exciting time to use this technology yes. and innovation mm-hmm. um, and being able to connect virtually. Like you say, you could, they, you know, you can stand side by side on the range with someone from the UK is what they're, yes. and uh, they could coach you or talk with you or, or just have the competition. And uh, have you done virtual uh, coaching sessions? Okay. I have. Uh, yes. Through uh, Zoom. It was like Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. saw it the same, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's one thing when it's you're watching somebody on a on a camera, and you you know you could do a lot. Oh I've, my gosh, I've yeah. Done lots oh of my great gosh. coaching done yes. that way. But I was just imagining this of I've got a headset on, my student's got a yeah. headset on, and like I can, I mean, see what exactly they're oh. doing. You mm-hmm. could even teach them you know? like where to do their reloads at, yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. that. Just blew my mind. What so it really blows crazy. my mind about the uh, about this particular system is you know there's been lots of systems that have come out and. Uh, and options and that sort of thing. What to me stands out with this one is that amazing shooters like yourselves, Mr. Tim, are enjoying it so much mm. and it's so realistic. Mm. Mr. Connor, one of the developers of mm-hmm. it, he mentioned that what just got his attention before he was even involved is he was at a banquet of some kind and there was a bunch of people in a room after hours and he had a, there were a bunch of pro shooters and then people that have never held Spouses, a gun before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there they are together and they teamed them up. So they put the pros against the, the non-pros and the pros won. And that might, people might think, oh, well, of course they won. Actually, no. In my experience on things like this, it's the people that do a ton of shooting that really struggle at first because it isn't exactly like shooting. There's a big learning curve to figure it out. Not their equipment, not their Yeah, yeah not everything they're of, used to. Yeah. 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 The trigger presses, it all feels different. This is not the case with this. Yeah. I mean, as you saw, you picked it up and yeah. away you went. And there yeah. wasn't a, you didn't have to relearn something or do something different. You, you know, it was interesting for me, and probably because I haven't spent a lot of time personally, uh, like some my kids have some games and right. stuff, right? But I'm just not like a huge gamer. I used to be like mm-hmm. when I was younger. Uh, so I haven't done a lot in of like virtual reality of anything in mm-hmm. a long time, especially. And of course, the old stuff we might have done would have been not nearly as cool as yeah. what's available today. <laughs> I, I found myself trying too hard thinking yeah. like it's, it's so one-to-one, like realistic as far as, you know, how you interact in that environment. Yes. Uh I found myself trying too hard, and, and mm. I found myself doing better. Obviously, and this is true. I think just in general, so many things, and it's a, a part of my curriculum. Like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, let's not try so hard. Yeah. Like, right. Let's just do the thing, you know. Do the thing. Uh, <laughs> Let your body do it. Yeah, you know. And, and I was like, 
having to re- remind myself, I'm like, actually, bro, like, just, just bring the gun up and yeah. you see the dot and, you know, it come up in your, into your field of view and shoot the target. Like, just stop trying so fun. hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's actually just a lot like shooting. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is the point. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. How about you, Carrie? Did you see something this week that just. Yeah. Well, a lot of things. I think the ones that stick out, I, I did enjoy the VR stuff. Um, I also really, we just got to talk with the Thrum folks downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm old and I've been using Thrum targets for a long time, um, mm-hmm. since the early 2000s. And mm-hmm. um, one of the ranges that I spend a lot of time at has the original new bolts from about that time. And we still use them. And yeah. uh, they're still in great wow. shape. And I mean, and imagine a gun club, how many rounds those have through them, and yet we're still using them. Yeah. And then to see Thrum, it's the same company, Newbold and Thrum are the same, but now yeah. we have green targets. But just to see the family atmosphere of the company, mm-hmm. and you know, when you make a great product like that, it can last for decades. Yeah. And uh, the same quality that they had then is exactly the same quality they have now. They have new innovations now. Mm-hmm. So it's just neat to see mm-hmm. the family businesses and, uh, you know, and some of the old not old, some of the things that have been there for a while are still there and still being yeah. improved upon. I really enjoyed seeing the new uh, Trigicon. Is it the HD? Yeah, I think with that. Uh-huh. Man, what a difference the glass was, makes in that. I, that uh-huh. just blew, absolutely blew my mind. Great. I, yeah, I'd never seen that. That person, was so. fun. Yeah, getting that kind of great big window. Yes. With it, and and I haven't messed with it yet, So, but the theory is the great big uh-huh. yeah. window with a ruggeder. Mm-hmm. Ruggeder yeah. use. Ruggeder. So, that's good. Ruggeder. Is that a real word? word. <laughs> the, clarity that gla- <laughs> the clarity of the glass is what, yeah. you know, I was asking one of the uh, uh, product guys, you know, what's the big difference here? He said, mm. it's, it's definitely the glass. Yeah. So it's pretty cool yeah. to see. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Thanks for sharing that with me. And I'm glad you picked up on, on some of these things that also have caught my eye. Right. So it's funny shift- how that works. I mean, I'm going to find the same thing. Yeah. Makes let's sense. shift gears a little bit. Okay. And I wanted to just ask you about uh, some things you're passionate about. Uh, you sort of prepped me a little bit beforehand here today. And I wanted to hear that again. Uh, let's start with you, Steph. So I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think one of the things we're both really passionate about is I think some of the idea of bringing people into shooting that maybe aren't sure they, they fit into the world of shooting or self-defense. Um, so whether those are kids, whether those are people that, that just aren't, you know, middle-aged white gentlemen that, that, <laughs> that we can have fun while we're doing it, that we're laughing while we're doing it. And, and yet there's also this ever-present um, pressure that I think we instructors feel that if you're going to get this student, you only have the guarantee of this short time with them. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's a non-zero chance that they will have to use the skills we're teaching them to defend themselves. So how much can we teach them without overwhelming them? What is important? What is not important? And how can we get there as efficiently as we can? And uh, I, I think both of our brains are just wired in very bizarre ways. So we <laughs> find all of these really odd paths to get there. Like, Carrie, I'll let you talk about it, but it's developed like a, a story-based narrative uh, class. Uh, I help her sometimes with the... With the uh, Precision yeah, sniper pistol. pistol class that we called working on extreme accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really love to sit down and just nerd out on all of these kind of how can we get to this place in, in a better, more efficient way, which leads to sometimes some really bizarre um, paths. And then we have to sit there. Well, is, is it OK to teach in that order? Or yeah. Are we missing something? Is there so it's uh, so non-traditional? It's non-traditional. So there's a lot of experimentation. And, uh, you know, I just love the idea of being out on the range uh, together and yeah. we're laughing. We're uh, Carrie has come up with a, like a, a jingle to uh, help people remember the gun safety rules, which that just <laughs> came from her pursuit of how do people remember what yeah. they remember forever without thinking yeah.
thinking about it again. Well, that's a jingle. So then she takes this deep (laughs) dive into how are those developed and what's important about those. And, you know, she's constantly talking to like hand therapists and vision people and, you know, people that those would maybe be obvious for shooting. But then she's like, I want to talk to a behavioral optometrist and figure out. Yeah. And just goes all these deep dives. So, and I love being. I'm more along for the ride. Often, oh, you're but, all you're right there with but, me. You're in the driver's seat too. <laughs> but that's that's what I love doing. Is is how can we reach people that maybe wouldn't be reached because of all the years that I felt like I didn't know how to get involved with my place in the world yeah. right then and what was going on in my life. So how can I, how can I bridge that gap for other people? How can I shorten the learning curve? How can I make you understand that you're welcome and, and we want to help. So I don't know. That's what, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same with me. I have to say exactly the same thing. Just being able to help people. You know, I, I, we never want to give them too much because right. that's not going to help a lot of the four science Institute stuff. We get to do a four science Institute yeah. class about methods of instruction in Phoenix in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited about that because it's all evidence-based and research-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how can we help people learn what they need to learn? And my question always is, um, I ask myself, so if I don't teach my student this, can it kill them? Mm. And when I right. get down to that level, that helps. Now, there are things, of course, we have to teach them that build up to that. But mm-hmm. um, we, all, we also uh, at ASP have a new expert witness course that we're going to be teaching, Miss um, Steph and Mr. John and I. Um, so a prep course so we can have more people who are able to step in and help responsible citizens who have used uh, force to protect themselves. We just got our first case that mm-hmm. involves a woman. We've had mm-hmm. lots of cases that involve men as a client, but this is our first case involving a woman who's been charged criminally for protecting oh, wow. herself. Yeah, And that has been a perspective shift. I mean, that could probably be a whole nother discussion, but mm-hmm. just the way that... Sh- uh, she was treated and perceived by the justice system was uh, yeah. almost criminal. Yeah, I agree. She's lost her it kids. It was egregious. It yeah. was egregious for it, for yeah. what to me was an incredibly clear-cut yeah. case of self-defense. And um, that was not how it was perceived. So yeah. having good people that know how to uh, explain yes. use of force and what's important to it and the idea of, well, if you weigh half of what your attacker weighed, that's important. Yeah. If your attacker is male, uh, that's important. If you just got, you know, if you're injured and invalid, yeah. that's going to add to it. And to be able to explain that in a good way. Yeah. So yeah. we're excited about that too. Yeah. It's just been mind shifting to realize the other side of, mm. you know, we help people prepare for what could be the worst day of their life and then to be on the other side. And now they have endured the worst day of their life. And now, I mean, yeah. this woman's nightmare still continues is yeah. the tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, but being able to be involved in that's, uh, I really, really enjoy the expert witness work yeah. as well. So yeah. I get the best partner in crime right here. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Me too. That's Me fantastic. Too. You know, we're, we're about out of time here for this uh, podcast episode here today. But before we go, I'd like to hear just, and it could be anything. It could be specific to women. It could be specific to shooters. It could be specific to uh, whatever, but. And actually, hold on. We've got to put that on the back burner. Okay. We've got to talk about one other thing, oh, which right. is something else you're passionate about. I almost forgot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so conference. passionate. I forgot about it. Yes, we do a national conference at Active Self-Protection every year. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to, to be part of. So the idea of adoption and foster care and um, helping kind of the least and the lost just weaves through active self-protection. We're either adoptive parents or children that were adopted or people that should, should have been, been assisted by the foster care system and were not. Yeah. And, and I think that dovetails nicely with the idea of self-defense where 
innocent life deserves to be protected and defended fiercely. So I think those two missions are the same. And so we connected with uh, the Flint Hills Foster Team Camp based out of Manhattan, Kansas. They have a beautiful shooting range area there. Uh, The way you get involved with that as a student is you make a donation to the camp itself. Last year and probably this year, we're just getting started with nailing down the specifics. It was $600, which is what it costs to send one child to camp. And so these are foster kids coming to this camp. So the state isn't paying for them to come to camp. Often the foster parents can't afford to do that. Um, So they're getting some help and support and having spoken with children that maybe weren't assisted by the foster care system, the idea of having even one person stand beside you and saying you're important and you're valuable uh, can be life-changing. It can get you holding on for a little bit longer. So so that's what we're trying to do. All of the instructors, you are one of the incredible instructors that help us with this and and the companies that you represent come in and support it financially, support it with product, support it with time, which is which is great. Carrie's another instructor. I try to sneak a class in there. Uh, most of the active self-protection staff is teaching if they're instructors, but we've got four ranges going, five with the long range. We've got multiple classrooms going. We teach conference style in blocks. Everyone's donating their time and we try to cover the spectrum of what's important to a, def- to a defender. So we'll talk about legal aspects, emotional aspects, and then just the problem of shooting and marksmanship and moving and, and all of these things. Uh, it takes place at the venue, at the camp itself, so people can connect with the staff, they can connect with the place. And it's just something magical happens there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the type of people that offend, attend this event and the type of people that support the event coming together. It's a really cool weekend, and I think you get some of the best training in the nation. For and for six hundred dollars, you know that that is not. Uh, that's actually at this point, it's it's cheap for, oh, for yeah. that Absolutely. you know at the time we started it the $200 a day was about the going rate but that that's a little bit cheaper now so that yeah. takes place in Manhattan Kansas the if dates. you're curious it's at the end of September so the 27th 28th and 29th of September and the way that you can go to our website to find out more about it activeselfprotection.com or the Flint Hills Foster Teen Camps if you want to register the do you make a donation directly to them we don't see any of the money in fact we all lose money that weekend <laughs> as, as we get ourselves there and, and take time away from our own businesses but it's a mission that's really dear and dear to everyone that is there so i'm super grateful to be part of it thank you for letting me talk about it because oh, we would love to have love to have so many people yes. there uh website link anything you want to share to Yep, just activeselfprotection.com. You'll find a link there, and we will link over to the Flint Hills Foster Team Camps as we're getting that set up. We just got the dates finalized, so depending on when you hear this, uh, there may be a slight delay getting that, but it should be pretty quick. And I was thrilled when I heard that you got it all locked down, so fantastic. Me too. Excellent. So now, to wrap this up, I'd like to hear, and it could be about anything, and I mean anything. Okay. A tip that you would like to share with those listening or watching. Oh, goodness, a tip about anything right. in life. Um, it can be shooting. It could be whatever, but I'm opening it up to anything you'd like to share. Two sides of the t- same tip. One, I think mm-hmm. when people tell you who they are, it's important to believe them. You have all these really good people often telling you uh, that they're good people, that they're invested, that they're... Um, they're the type of person you want to connect with. Yeah. Believe those people. And then when people 
aren't that. I think good people tend to try to make excuses about why that might be and justify, be like, oh, I think they're really a good person, yeah. to the contrary of, of a lot of evidence. And I think that's important in just relationships, whether that's family relationships or business relationships. But I think it's important from the defending yourself perspective, too, yeah. uh, just because... Um, those things can become important when you look back at them. And the other side of that is, is be authentic and attract the people uh, that it, you won't be everybody's cup of tea. But when right. you find the people that you are their cup of tea and they are your cup of tea, like my partner in crime here, <laughs> <laughs> magic happens and yeah. life is so much better. So true. I was just telling somebody last night so that true. I think a, a good life rule that has done me well has just surrounded myself with good people. Yes. Yes. You know? So it's a simple thing. Yeah. Sometimes harder to do than you realize. Yeah. yeah. Like so many simple things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, your tip. Uh, so, so I chose for 2024. Uh, if anybody ever asks me that, it seems like I get asked that occasionally. Uh, it's going to be to ask people to please, um, before they put their gun on, to put their less lethal on also. Uh, so mm. if they're going to carry their firearm, please, yeah. for the love of Pete, carry some OC spray. Yeah. My first three, actually the first well, the first one I was paid for, and then the three prior to that, that's right. right? Yeah. And that's the right. stuff to carry right yeah. there, Palm. It's the best. <laughs> for many, many reasons, it's the best. Um, I have a little bit of inside baseball on that, too, so yeah. it's kind of nice to know. But um, my first four cases that I was involved with, yeah. every single one of them would have had, most likely would have had a very different outcome mm. had the individual known about and carried some OC spray with them. Mm -hmm. mm. So I'm not telling people don't carry Right. Your firearm, but please carry some OC as well. And yeah. Palm is the best. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that. It's it's, it's also not all, not all that different than I, I always like to have yes. a light. Right, you right. Know? It's like light, OC. Yeah. Medical. I like to have a knife. Yeah. Medical. I mean, of course, this is part of your guys', uh, uh, I guess, philosophy right. as, as a and company. Yours as too. As, absolutely. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. These are all tools that do different things yeah. that carry their own. Uh, value yeah. you know they all they all do something important and it's good to have the tools yeah. absolutely that's an excellent tip yeah. thank, thank you Carrie. so steph and carrie thank you so much oh, for thanks, being thank on you. this with me and for giving me some of your time in i know what is a busy time so uh, always good to sit and visit with you absolutely. appreciate it great thanks for tuning in everybody and uh, we'll see you sometime again i, I maybe we'll have to do this again yes that'd be fun <laughs> And that brings us to a conclusion of this particular episode. I want to thank our sponsors, HK, as well as Active Self-Protection for making this possible. Thank you, Stephanie and Carrie, for your time at the show. Uh, and uh, so next time, actually, the, the next interview you're going to hear will also be from SHOT Show and actually features a couple of their coworkers. Uh, we got uh, the ladies' perspective. We're going to get the, the men's perspective. So that means we're going to have John Correa and Neil Widener of Active Self-Protection on for the uh, next published interview from SHOT Show. Hope you enjoy that. Thanks again so much for all you guys do. And, of course, as always, train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. A reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Concealed Carry, Inc., its brands and properties, and the Concealed Carry podcast is not a legal service, nor are we attorneys at law. 
We make our best faith effort to share concealed carry-related insights and information about firearm-related incidents and the laws pertaining based on our own understanding and experience. But things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast. Please exercise care with all things pertaining to firearm use, concealed carry, and always practice following basic firearm safety rules. More information about safety can be found at concealedcarry.com forward slash safety.